Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. How's everybody doing? We're good over here. We've officially caught spring fever and we're in the throes of our little league baseball season, which is so cute and so fun, but also very stressful. (laughs) The older your kids get, the more stressful sports become. But we've also got later nights at the park and we're finalizing our spring break plans, which is going to involve just a single day at Disneyland, which is local for us, but then a road trip which I'm bracing myself for with a two-year-old who hates her car seat (laughs) and a week spent with friends from college and all our kids playing together. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun counting down the days for a little bit of a break. But in the meantime, it's been super busy around here, especially with a few TV gigs. So this week I shot a segment for The Rachel Ray Show that will air in just a few weeks where I get to make my oven-roasted barbecue chicken grain bowls, which we cannot get enough of around here. Everyone in my family loves them. So, so, so yummy. Um, And I did this monster segment for Access Hollywood where we made an entire week's worth of meals, 10 recipes total, all for under $25 per person, which was a huge challenge, but awesome. Um, Both were lots of fun, and I will be sure to share when those things are airing on Instagram. But um, yeah, I shot those this week. Oh, and I got an email today letting me know that something I shot almost nine months ago is going to air this weekend um, with Valerie Bertinelli. So if you are a Food Network fan and you're familiar with Valerie's Kitchen, I get to be on one of her episodes this week where I am organizing her kitchen or her refrigerator most specifically, but it's a blast Valerie is so amazing. I have followed her for years and it was so fun to be on her show and go in and organize her fridge for her. So make sure to keep your eyes out for that. Um, yeah, lots of lots of organization going on around here. Uh, speaking of which, another project that's been keeping me busy is preparing for our organized kitchen sprint. So you may have heard me talk about it last week on the podcast or seen it on Instagram, but I am doing a spring cleaning sprint that is specifically designated for your kitchen that will run March 28th through April 1st. And we'll be organizing our kitchens from top to bottom in just five days by tackling one area of the kitchen each day. We're going to start with drawers, 
then move to cabinets, then the fridge, then the freezer, and finally wrap up with our pantries. And by doing this, by breaking it down, it makes it feel a bit more manageable. And so I love this approach. Uh, each day is going to have a live class and then there'll be an organizational prompt where you learn the best way to kind of set up that area of your kitchen to make cooking a little easier. And not to mention, in the whole process of doing this, you're going to organize your entire kitchen. So I think it's going to be a blast and it's, you know, we're doing it because that end result feels so, so good. It's all going to take place on a private Instagram account where I'll share everything from whether it's organizational techniques or my favorite products um, to this signature step-by-step process I use for kind of helping you determine what you do and don't need in your kitchen. And you know, there's so much content out there about organizing right now, and I love it and eat it up as much as anybody. But when it comes to your kitchen specifically, it's arguably the most used room in your household. And anyone can organize something to make it look pretty. But in our kitchens, we need things to be organized in systems so they set up to serve us, right? Rainbow-colored snacks in rainbow order only take us so far. So we really need to be smart about the way we set our kitchens up, and I am, I'm excited to help you guys do that. So once again, it'll run March 28th through April 1st, but the, the account will be live until April 30th. So you'll have an entire month to implement this. And the reason I'm putting a timestamp on it at all is because it's a sprint. And if you can't get through your kitchen organization in five days because life inevitably happens, totally understand, then you'll have an entire month to access and implement the content. But by saying you've got 30 days to do this, hopefully it will motivate you to get it done, to get it done, and it will feel so great. So there's a link in the show notes to sign up for the sprint. And um, if you're listening to this after we finish sprinting, keep an eye out for future sprints. I'd like to put one together for maybe back to school or pre-holiday as well. But um, I'm really looking forward to it. All right. I hope you'll join us. Make sure to check out those details in the show notes. Let's jump into our three suggested meals as you map out your meal plan for the week. First, we are going to make skillet fajitas with tomatillo guacamole. I love these. And the thing that I love most about this recipe is, you guessed it, the tomatillo guacamole. Now, I don't want you to be intimidated by tomatillos as an ingredient. Tomatillos weren't something that my mom cooked with a lot growing up, but they're such a wonderful, acidic kind of, oh, it's like a lime meets a tomato. They're so delicious, but not necessarily delicious on their own. It's not something you would want to bite into. They've got these husks around them. They're kind of a little sticky, but combined with avocado, some lime juice, some garlic, some seasonings, it turns into this amazing, it's almost like a hybrid salsa meets a guacamole because it's not incredibly chunky like a, a guacamole can be. It's more smooth like a salsa, but it is so delicious, so fantastic. In fact, it was such a hit that I have, I have given us gifts in the past. The tomatillo guacamole is really, really great. So the fajitas themselves are really straightforward. We're going to use some bell peppers, some onion. Um, I'm doing steak, but you could do chicken. Um, really, really simple seasoning. Comes together nicely and then served with that tomatillo guac. It's awesome. So good. So good. All right. 
So beyond our fajitas, I'm also going to, this was a request from my son Oliver. So he was so cute. He had two requests this week. One of these being uh, chili lime turkey tacos. And these are tacos that we make with ground turkey and this signature chili lime seasoning from Trader Joe's. But if you don't have access to a Trader Joe's, no problem. There's a very similar seasoning called tagine, T-A-J-I-N. And that is really, really similar. It's like chili powder and lime zest and a little citric acid. And it is just fabulous. It's so, so good. So this, um, this recipe comes together with ground turkey, some uh, diced tomatoes with green chilies, obviously that uh, seasoning that's so delicious. And then we turn them into tacos. And we usually do pickled onions with them. I do a little bit of shredded cabbage on top. And then we'll have chips and salsa, and it's just a hit. And then the other thing I love about these tacos is that they make the most delicious taco salad the next day. So I get just as excited about lunch the following day as I do about the tacos themselves for dinner. All right, and finally, this is a recipe I have not made in so long, so I was so excited to pull it up and put it on the menu this week. This lemon dill tortellini. And this is a recipe I have been making for years. In fact, it actually has an awesome backstory. So this recipe, or at least the first iteration of this recipe, was written by my grandfather, who wrote it and entered it in a contest in a magazine. And he won. He totally won. This lemon dill tortellini. Um, I just think it's the cutest thing ever. But it's a really simple recipe. You use refrigerated cheese tortellini. Um, you use a really simple sauce with like a shallot or an onion, splash of heavy cream, some chicken broth, and then whether it's fresh or dried dill, a little lemon, and then some sugar snap peas and some Parmesan cheese on top. And it's just creamy and delicious. And something about the combination of the cheese tortellini, the lemon, the dill is so great. And if I want to add just a hit of protein to this, I like picking up some pancetta, some diced pancetta. And I'll just hurry and saute that in a, a skillet and then kind of almost garnish with that over the top. Almost like I'm adding bacon bits or something. But in fact, you could do bacon. You could do crumbled bacon on this, no problem. But I really like the pancetta as it goes so well with the Parmesan and the lemon. I get mine at Trader Joe's, but I have seen um, that diced pancetta at all sorts of grocery stores. So that's the last recipe that we are making this week on our uh, meal plan, and I'm excited. It's a good week. We're going to fajitas, tacos, and tortellini. Make everyone happy in the family. All right, there are your recipes for the week. Let's jump into the back half of the podcast discussing why groceries are so dang expensive right now and how I can help you combat that just a bit. If you're anything like me, you are noticing that the cost of groceries is sky high right now. Those chicken breasts that you could usually pick up for five, six bucks are now $8. And I hate to tell you this, but it's likely not going to ease up anytime soon. Given what's happening globally from wars to the pandemic, we should probably get comfortable with higher than expected prices for groceries for a while. I looked this up and economists are saying that grocery prices will rise by as much as 6% this year on top of a similar increase last year. 
They blamed COVID-related supply issues as well as high labor costs and then rising expenses in the farming industry. Just so many things are contributing to groceries becoming more expensive, whether that's wheat-based products or meat or eggs. It's just going to get more and more expensive. But I don't want to get bogged down by the numbers. And I'm not going to tell you that you have to start a new habit of using coupons or changing where you shop. My best tip for saving on groceries is rooted in one kitchen system that I use every week and I am convinced it saves me big at the grocery store. And I notice when I'm not implementing this system, I inevitably spend way more often unnecessarily. So I call it shopping my own kitchen and this is how it works. Now, if you've been following me for a while, this probably won't be the first time you've heard me lay out this system, but it's worth repeating because it works. And especially with those rising costs, there's no better time to try implementing something like this. We're gonna start by having a set time to map out your meals for the week ahead. I want you to put a reminder in your phone, I want you to set an alarm, and I want you to do your best to pick a time that you know you won't be interrupted during or tempted to do something else. Like don't pick 4 p.m. on a Tuesday, right? <laughs> like usually for me, it's after my kids are in bed. Um, if your kids don't get up super early, it could be something you do in the morning or when you know your partner or spouse is gonna be with your kids. Whatever it is, just make sure it's a time you can stick to it and then hold yourself accountable to that time by literally setting an alarm in your phone or to your smart device, whatever. So you're gonna set this time and you know this is gonna be the time when you map out your meals for the week. But before you pull up any recipes or write out any ideas for the week, I want you to shop your kitchen first. I want you to think of your kitchen as a grocery store. So you're gonna walk in, <laughs> you're gonna open up your fridge, your freezer, and your pantry, and you're going to look at what you have on hand to work with. Whether it's half a jar of marinara sauce that needs to be used up, a frozen stir-fry veggie mix in your freezer that you know you haven't touched in a while, or maybe it's just a bag of shredded cheddar cheese that's almost gone, but you know you need to use it up and it's just taking up space. And if you don't use it this week, then it's just gonna sit there and get moldy and we don't want that. So look in all those places first. And it's really important that you look in all of them. The fridge, the freezer, the pantry. That's always the order that I go in. Not only is this going to create a habit of wasting less food, but that in turn has the potential to reduce your grocery bill pretty significantly. So one obvious reason is that you won't be buying items that you already have on hand. And it will kind of help you build this muscle of learning how to swap things out when it makes sense. Let me give you an example of this that I did this week. So Oliver, my nine-year-old, requested that I make baked ziti for dinner this week. That and turkey tacos. Those are the two things he wanted. And in that recipe, I technically call for fresh basil. It's written with fresh basil. But I noticed basil has been so expensive at the store. So rather than spending nearly six, seven dollars on a few basil leaves, I decided that I would not worry about the fresh basil and I would just add in a tablespoon of pesto to the marinara sauce. 
That way I still get the flavor boost without spending an extra six, seven dollars on a few basil leaves because I have a ton of pesto in my fridge right now. I just stocked up on the Costco size. I've got it there ready to go. I should use that. And that instantly is going to save me some money at the grocery store. So that's just one example that you could, you know, translate to all sorts of different recipes. Um, And like I said, I don't want you to forget that we're not only looking in the fridge or the pantry, we're looking in these three places. And as you look in these three places, I find that it helps me answer that dreaded question of what are we going to have for dinner? I hate that question. And I am a food professional and I still hate that question. I still am bogged down by that. But it seems like when you're looking in these three places at what you already have on hand, they are immediate cues to give you ideas of what to make. So if I know that I've got bell peppers that need, this happened to me this week. If I know that I have bell peppers that are starting to go soft because I bought the six pack at Costco, then I'm going to use bell peppers in a recipe. So I'm going to think about something like the skillet fajitas that I'm making this week or the chicken pitas that I made last week, or maybe I'm going to do a pork and pineapple stir fry. But because I've got those bell peppers that I know I need to use up, not only am I going to save money by not buying all new vegetables for some other recipe, it's going to help me decide what I'm actually going to make that week. That's why this skill is just so valuable because it helps in so many different ways. So as I was kind of first developing this habit, I liked to physically pull the items out and place them on my counter so I could almost see how a meal was going to come together. So let me give you like a super, super basic example. Um, let's take that, that jar of, of half-used marinara sauce, right? So I would pull the marinara sauce out and I would look to see if I had any pasta, right? Ah, I've got spaghetti. Okay, so we're going to do spaghetti with marinara sauce. I know this is probably not enough marinara sauce. So should I buy another one? Oh, I've got some heavy cream. You know what? I could add a little bit of heavy cream to that marinara sauce to make almost like a pink sauce, similar to like a vodka sauce. And that'll turn into my sauce for my spaghetti. Now I could pick up meatballs or mm, maybe we'll just do a bunch of veggies on top. I know I've got this garlic bread. See how like I'm starting, like I start putting this meal together in my head and by physically and tangibly touching the items, it kind of helps me figure it out. It's a weird way of playing chopped in your own kitchen, but it's not nearly as stressful. And this is coming from someone who has been on chopped three times and never won. (laughs) It's very stressful, but I want you to develop that muscle. It's such a really, it's such a helpful tool in the kitchen. So after you've kind of pulled the things out and decided what meals you're going to make, make sure you write them down somewhere. That could be on a whiteboard in the kitchen. That could be in a planner, a family planner that you keep. That could be in your phone, but put it somewhere so that when it is Wednesday night at five o'clock, you don't have to remember what you were going to make that night. You've already decided that for yourself and you've already gotten the ingredients. You've already set them aside. So make sure it's written down. I think that's really, really important. Do not skip that step. The other thing I like to do is during this time, that is when I place my grocery order. 
Now, some of you are on the, the, you know, the bandwagon of online grocery shopping like I am, and some of you still like to go to the grocery store. No problem. Doesn't matter. But for me, when I am shopping my own kitchen and figuring out how I'm going to use up what I have on hand, this is exactly when I am putting things in my grocery cart electronically. And then by the time I've determined what the meal plan is, I can literally check out and select a pickup time for my groceries. And I have just given myself the best gift for the upcoming week because I've decided what we're eating. I have used up ingredients that I have on hand so that I'm not buying two jars of soy sauce or you know, extra bread that's going to go stale or, or whatever. It's really, really helpful. In fact, at the end of the week, I know, I almost want to pat myself on the back at the end of the week if my refrigerator does not look chock full because the intent is for me to use what I have on hand each week. And if I've got produce that's going bad or cheese that's going bad or dairy that's going bad, I'm not doing something right. I'm not using my 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 refrigerator or my pantry in the way that I would to shop my own kitchen. So I really want you to think about this. I think it can be hugely helpful when it comes to cost savings and just saving your sanity when it comes to getting dinner on the table. All right, you guys, that's it. That's the one habit I am convinced saves me big at the grocery store and just benefits you from multiple angles. So I want, I want you to give it a try this week. See how it goes. Pick a time right now. Set the alarm in your phone or on your smart device and head to your in-house grocery store. Remember those three places to see what you have on hand to cook with. Just a reminder that if you're feeling overwhelmed about the state of your kitchen, right, if that stresses you out to open up your pantry and think, oh no, what's in here? I'd love to have you in our organized kitchen sprint. In fact, as a podcast listener, use the code podcast20 to get in the sprint for only 20 bucks. It's the perfect way to kind of motivate yourselves to get your kitchens in tip-top shape and just continue building these kitchen systems that in the end all benefit us in that it makes it easier for us to get to the table. And the reason we want to get to the table is because we want to prioritize breaking bread with those people that we love most and really establishing this ritual of, of having regular dinner. We need it now more than ever before. Remember that you can catch new episodes of the podcast every Thursday. And in the meantime, I would love to chat with you over on Instagram. Come follow me there. You can sign up for Recipe Club for five new recipes every month. Or you can check out my Family Meal Makeover course, which is kind of like a hybrid organizational experience meets digital cookbook. It's pretty great. I'd love to see you in any of those. If you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, it sure would mean a lot to me. Just take a few minutes to rate and review. And the reason I'm asking you to do that is it just helps other people find the podcast who are stuck trying to figure out what to make for dinner. All right, you guys are the best. Good luck getting through the week. Try and save a little bit on your grocery bill by implementing this system. And let me know if it works out for you. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation!
Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.